When you wish upon a cookie, magical things happen. Wish Upon a Cookie is a New Jersey-based custom cookie company started by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical cookie dreams into a reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Wish Upon a Cookie's creations are extensions of your inspiration. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a cookie. Visit them online today at wishuponacookie.com and on Instagram, wish upon a cookie two zero one. Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Do Podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Chinetti, joined by a colorful cast of characters tonight. From all the way across the pond, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. That you are, and from I don't even know where right now, Joe Quattrochi. For those of you who just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. And from right outside Epcot's gate, Dave Koch. Why did these chickens cross the road? I, I don't know. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that was pretty good. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> I did not expect that in any way, shape, or form. So that's a really good thing, and that's really what this month's shows are gonna be all about. Not expecting this month, I put out a challenge to the hosts that we are not gonna tell the guys or the colorful cast characters, as I put, um, what the topic is. So it's a free for all. It's almost like you have to kind of go with the flow. And guess what's going to happen? And so, and this gentlemen, this is why I said I'm not hosting this month. <laughs> so, you guys, you got to be ready to have some fun. Okay. You have no idea what's coming. I told you nobody's got to prep. So, that's good. So, it's not like we're going to do a snack crawl or anything along those lines. But you're going to have some fun tonight. Are we ready? I like yep. it. I like, I like being unprepared. That, that, sure. See, that's. that's, that's <laughs> I spend most of my life. I spend most of my life winging and faking it. So this is just this is gonna this is a cake. All right. I like the idea of no homework. (laughs) Exactly. So Dave, speaking of winging it and all that kind of stuff, why don't you give us your, um, you know, the update on Florida right now and how is everything going? Because I think your governor right now might just be winging it and kind of just trying to figure things out. Is it really as crazy as it sounds down there? Florida, Florida is a cluster you-know-what right now. Uh, uh, I'm going to disagree with you, Dave. That's It's oh. Orange County where you are is. Where I am in Volusia, it's perfectly fine. Uh, Dude, Florida. I just went to 
I just went to the racetrack the other night at Daytona National Speedway watching an IMSA race. Everybody wore their masks. There was no problem. Social distance. It's all good. So. I disagree. See, all I know is up here in Connecticut, it's one of the only, it's one of the very few states where everything's kind of just chill. Everything's going down. It's very nice. Everywhere I go, there's masks. It's very nice. Life is good in Connecticut. It's very rare that I can say that Connecticut actually is doing something right. There is one thing that there is one thing that I am actually really enjoying about this time in terms of, uh, I guess, privacy in the parks. I mean, if I go to Universal, for instance, and I ride the Hogwarts Express, I get my own cabin. I don't have to deal with people. I hate people. <laughs> I've been I've been doing. I, I got into escape rooms and just with a local, some local friends we've been going. Usually if they're not booked up, they put they put strangers in the room with you and you have to work with them. No, there was like two of us in an entire room and we just we didn't have to pay for the entire room. We just ended up paying for ourselves and they gave it to us for private. It's like this not having to be social thing is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like that idea, and I mean, I like everybody behind the curtain. So, you know, all of the Mickey dudes, we talk pretty much every single day um, through social media, threads, text, whatever it is. And I was talking to Jeff. We were all talking uh, about Disney and where it's going into the future and all that kind of stuff. And I think one of the things that this pandemic is going to kind of, you know, thrust upon Disney is a little bit of change and things of that nature. And I don't know. I, you know, this may be this. This is this whole thing, like you're saying, Dave, may you know, with people not being in the parks or not being in escape rooms or not being here or there, this might last for a little while. You know, this may be a a few years in the making. I don't think people are just going to, you know, again, July 11th and 15th is coming up. Dave, you're going to the, you know, you you got some uh, previews coming up and a cast member. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think that, you know, you might be able to tell us a little bit different, but everything I'm seeing, um, you know, online and through YouTube and videos and bloggers and all that stuff with Universal, it's not like the, you know, the parks are packed. Universal is so, awesome. SeaWorld, yeah. on the other hand, is, yeah, no. Really? Nobody's walking around with masks on. Every, you know, you even have team members disregarding the rules over at SeaWorld. Um, the, lines for the, the lines for the rides are getting create you know they have they used to have for one of their rides they had an online queuing system they haven't been using it and now they're like for their coasters they've been doing like two or three rows but the, the line is extending like two hours out it's like come Oof. on it's like cool. you know use your you know you have the technology use it a couple of times i went into SeaWorld. i'm like you know what i'm leaving this is just not worth it but you know what is worth it Mm. A word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. 
Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Holy cow, that guy's voice is phenomenal. <laughs> Sounds like he has guy. a load of marbles <laughs> in his mouth. So <laughs> sexy. load of marbles? I, I'm thinking really it sounded more like a load of gold. Like Jow Jow Binks speaks more eloquently than him. Ugh, that is messed up. I love Jar Jar. I might be one of the only few. All right, Lucky so day. On, to t- <laughs> on to tonight's topic. Here's the thing, guys. I'm bringing back an oldie, but a goodie. I'm bringing back Slapshot. So, here's how it goes. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not editing now this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> Slapshot was a very quick and, you know, an oldie but a goodie, like I said before. It's a little, little snippet that we used to throw into our episodes where we I would put out a question and that's going to be the whole show. I'm going to ask you questions. It's the first thing that comes to your mind and that's it. Now, here's the little tweak I'm going to give you. Not everybody gets the same question. Okay, and there's going to be a completely different part to the end of the episode that really doesn't have to do with Slapshot, but I want to throw it in anyway. So each of you are going to get a separate question, so this way nobody can think about their answer. It's got to be the first thing that comes to your mind. All right, make sense? Yes, sir. Yes. All right, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna do Slapshot every single time. So joe dave jeff whoever is actually um editing this episode we don't have to go slap shot every single time that'd be <laughs> annoying as all need the practice for <laughs> golly gee willikers uh, that would be annoying i think that would probably I need be some annoying software dave to, to our listeners first. we were just yeah, discussing that. that that will happen soon i say i say joe gets everything He's, Dave says it with such a sinister voice. You hear that, Pat? He's like, I did. I'll I did. make that happen. Yeah, uh, we were just uh, talking uh, about uh. that before you signed on. <sighs> All right. Because Pat screwed up. I, no, I, Pat didn't <laughs> screw up. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. See, this is why I like you, Joe. This is why I like I got your back, buddy. This is why I like people that are from the state of New Jersey or from or used to be or whatever. I'm going to go with you. Bro, I'm Pat still. Davis. I've been down here for like. Five months straight. Yeah, I know. You know, but people from that used to be or kind of was from the state of New York, you know, Dave, Chuck, I'm just saying. They, they have their own set of ways and they kind of have their toots, mm. but whatever. I digress. So I like people from across the pond, people from New Jersey, yeah. you know, people that are from Volusia County, not right. from Orange County. I'm just, whatever. Anyway, so let's start the show. Dave. <laughs> Slapshot, ready? Magic Kingdom or Epcot? Magic Kingdom. Why? Because everybody dreams of Cinderella Castle, you know? It's just one of those things that just, as much as I love Epcot and it's the adults park, there's just something whimsical about the Magic Kingdom that just makes it the number one 
park. Is it the one that I actually go to? No, because I don't want to deal with that parking. But aside from that... Because you hate people. No, it's just... For a local, it's just a major pain in the rear end to go because, you know, you have to deal with getting into the TTC and then getting on a monorail or a boat. Where it's like any other park, you could just park and just go into the park. It's like, you know, it's like... That's why locals don't go to the Magic Kingdom. You know, if, if you're... In a hotel, you could take a bus right to the entrance. We don't have that luxury, so it's still my favorite park. I would pick it over anything else, but it's the one that I try to avoid going to because of because reasons. Because of reasons. Parking oh, well, reasons. Yeah, I hear you. You said TTC, which makes me think of TTA. Stephen Maxwell, Slapshot, TTA, or the Carousel of Progress. Both are really good, but TTA is one of the best things in the Magic Kingdom. It takes you right the way around the park. It takes you every, it is, it's 10 minutes, you just take the, the pressure off your feet uh, and you can just people watch. And if you're lucky enough to get through Space Mountain when the lights are on, all oh, the better. Yeah. Uh, you actually pe people watch on that one? I sleep. <laughs> What, what is wrong with you? He's so tired from like you know driving to the TTC. Pat, you know, exactly. It's, it's, like, no, it's, it's, it's uh. just it's it's just so relaxing. It's it's like when you know you have kids, didn't you? At one point, like didn't you have one kid that like wouldn't go to sleep and you had to put them in the car and drive them around when the ocean put them asleep? Yeah. Yes, I do. Well, that's I do what it is with me. You know, you get that nice air conditioning, you get that forward motion. It's just so relaxing and everything. Those seats, you know. They uh, they conform to your butt cheeks. They're the greatest thing ever. So it's like they, you know, it's like you know, you got that nice support. You got that back support. It's so comfortable. You just go out. You just you just kind of doze. So chill. Massive yeah. carousel progress is something I do every trip, but it is probably only the ones I could do the TTA every time I visit the Magic Kingdom, wow. and maybe that's maybe four times. There is something to be said to go. that, Stephen, because I do nap in Carousel Progress too. So, <laughs> I just I, like why even bother going? You're just gonna nap the whole time. Seriously, I go to relax. <sighs> Nothing more relaxing than a nice siesta. No, I'll give you that. All right, Joe. Yes, sir. Sla slap shot. Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom? Hollywood Studios. I mean, it's got. First of all, I've had a lot of great memories. More memories have been made at Hollywood Studios rather than Animal Kingdom. First of all, secondly, uh, most of the high, uh, the you know e-ticket attractions in my eyes are at Hollywood Studios. You know, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. I yeah, I've yet to be on Rise of Resistance yet. Um, you know, uh, Toy Story Mary, Toy Story Mania. You know, Slinky Dog. The list goes on and on. Um, but just like the studios, I like that's not a huge park either. I love the old school Hollywood vibe of like you know Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I like that old Art Deco-y kind of, you know, feel. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Galaxy's Edge. I've been on, on, uh, I've been on, you know, record saying that. It's just fine. You know, it's not every part of the park has to be for, you know, you know, there's parts of the parks you don't have to like. But uh, yeah, Hollywood Studios all the way. Even uh, Fantasmic is all right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I would rather go to Hollywood Studios. And it's not as hot, by the way. It's way hotter at Animal Kingdom than it is uh, at Hollywood Studios. However. I will be at the Passholder Preview on the 9th at Animal Kingdom by myself. My wife is 
ended up at the Magic Kingdom. For some reason, we couldn't get our reservations together. So we'll see how I fare by myself on the ninth at Animal Kingdom. So, Well, I would say this. You're wrong in every way possible. Um, Animal Kingdom is so much better than Hollywood Studios, but that's just my opinion. Um, and I agree with your wife. I would be away from you too, just because okay. of your last, just because, <laughs> just because of your last answer. Forget it. But speaking in your answer, you happen to bring up Slinky Dog. So Dave, slap shot, Slinky Dog or um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, no doubt. Really? Yeah. Please explain because I just I, I think one of the unpopular opinions. Um, oh, is that a foreshadow? I don't know. Maybe it is. But um, is that I think Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is completely overrated and not even worth the wait. So tell me why you would say Seven Dwarfs over Slinky. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train's queue is indoors and air conditioning. It has some top of the not top of the line, top notch animatronics. It has a nostalgic song to it. Actually, two nostalgic songs. Hi ho! Sorry. Yep. That and the silly song at the end. Well, yeah. And. Just based on and just based on that, you know, but I would Weezy go with says it's Slinky Dog. What? Weezy sings it's Slinky Dog. Yeah, right yeah. at yeah, right at the end. But there's you know you don't have you don't have any like major animatronic scenes and everything. That's a dark ride and a roller coaster together. Slinky Dog is just a midway roller coaster. You know, it's like. Right. I, hey, Dave, that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it, and opinions can't be wrong unless they're it's yours. It's the barnstormer of the... It's the barnstormer <laughs> oh, of the of oh the, no, not even close. It. Come on. Hmm. It's just, oh, it's, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. It, it's just... It's, 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 the col- it's the color brown, you know? It's just like there. It's like, meh. I, you know... I, I just I can't. Steven, I, I have to go to you because I, I can't I can't listen to Dave anymore. Slapshot to you yeah. though. Pecos Bill or Columbia Harbor House. Oh no, that is hard. And I know obviously we've got to think straight away. I would say probably Pecos Bill. Uh I do like it in there. They used to do a a sort of tortilla that was uh fire toasted with the, the chili in it. And you used to do it with the fixings bar and fill it full of whatever you want, you know. And you could turn a, a lunch into a mega meal. But obviously, with the, the situation we're in just now, I don't think that the fixings bar will be coming back for a while. Oh, so, that's so sad. I would, I would still say Pecos Bill, mainly because it, it's a better meal. But I do love Columbia Harbor House. It, those pickles over there in that fixin's bar are pure crack. <laughs> you know, Stephen, I can't believe you just brought what you what you said. I I didn't even think I've like buffets. Yeah, they're probably not coming back or this that or whatever because of the pandemic. But seriously, the fixin's bar. I didn't even think about that. That's 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 like heartbreaking. I know. There's that many things that you could uh... actually go to and. Disney World and it's just going to change so much. I've literally bought but, I mean, a paper plate with me to the Magic Kingdom and just walked in and made a salad out of the fixing bar and just had a free salad. So, so when annual pass holders are notorious for not spending money in the parks, Dave is the reason why, or one of the reasons why. Because he just eats the fixings bar and doesn't spend any money. 
not gonna lie, it's a pretty pretty brilliant idea. And then I just go over to the Columbia Harbor House and I get my lighthouse sandwich because I need me some hummus. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, obviously, with the fixed bar now going, does that push Columbia Harbor House back into another realm? Possibly. I mean, they do nice shrimp there. They do, you know, I I I could go a I could go a a bit of fish right now. I must admit. What time is it? Quarter to two. Quarter to two in the morning. (laughs) Give me a fish supper any day. I, I will say this, you know, I, I will, I think Columbia Harbor House, especially upstairs, is a little bit better. I like the atmosphere up there. They have a fantastic bathroom, by the way, a little secret bathroom upstairs. But, you know, anyway, I digress. All right. So, Joe, slap shot to you. This one's this, this one, this one's controversial. Okay. And I'm going to throw this out here now, bright and early, ready to go, just so we're still like kind of like on point with our brainwaves. Dole Whip or, or Citrus Swirl? I mean, it's it's a straight up citrus world, but I will say this. What? Look, come on, Stephen. I've been on the show how many years? You know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, that's I, why I, I was giving that one. So citrus swirl is. I mean, I listen. I love the orange bird. I think he's amazing. Uh, I love the taste of a citrus swirl. I will say, however, that the pineapple upside down oh, cake yeah. Dole Whip thing is amazing as well. So, I will always prefer a citrus swirl. It's kind of like having children. You always, you'll never admit you have one favor over the other. Oh, but that's yes, so the citrus not swirl, true. The, <laughs> I don't have kids, but you know. But I was just saying, if I did, you know, the citrus swirl would be my favorite, but I still love that pineapple upside down cake Dole Whip thing as well. But yeah, citrus swirl. I mean, come on. The thing is, like, I mean, you don't see a ton of merchandise made after the Dole Whip either. The citrus swirl, the orange bird is everywhere. Dude, I, I have a Dole Whip shirt in my, in my, yeah, a shirt. What? <laughs> anyway. Um, here's the thing, and, and why I brought this up and why I even made this a slap shot question, it was due to the simple fact that it is okay to like both. And I think I think the and I know Doug over at you know WW Main Street, you know, says this all the time. You can like both, and I think you can, but I think it's such a polarizing topic. I think it's hysterical. Um, I've had a citrus roll before, it's good, it really is. I just happen to like Dole Whips better, and I think Dole Whips are more iconic. Now, and now Pat, you can you- do you like the Dole Whip, the straight up pineapple, or do you like it um, swirled in with the vanilla? Um, I will take it swirled with the vanilla. I will take it straight up. I will take it with the pineapple juice. I will take it with the upside down pineapple cake. I will take it any which way you want to give right. it to me. So I love it. I love, love, love it. All right, Dave. Slap shot to you. Shoot. She- Chef Mickey's for breakfast or Ohana breakfast? Ooh. Ohana. It's probably because Stitch is there and and it's the vibe and all that kind no, of stuff. Honestly, honestly, I wanted to say neither because I've been to none and I've never had a desire. <laughs> Why no? All right, so that, that's a great thing to talk about. Why no desire? Here's the, here's the thing with Disney breakfast. They're they're as as uh, Chuck has said many times. They're homogenized all over property. You can get the same thing everywhere. It's 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 not really you really don't have many places that have these standout dishes. You know, Boma has a standout like praline sauce or something like that. You know, some places you have like the uh, the pog juice. Some places call it frunch stuff like that. Those two yeah, places which they have yeah. at Ohano breakfast. Yeah, but those th- those places basically have the same exact 
the same exact menu. It's probably the same exact uh, powdered eggs or whatever they use and everything. It's, yeah, the, the, uh, the eggs aren't that good. Yeah, no, it's... With, with those, you know, I mean... And also, I I take issue with the uh, character breakfast that that put Mickey Mouse in a different costume than the traditional Mickey Mouse. When I meet Mickey Mouse, I don't want Mickey Mouse with a chef's hat on. I want Mickey Mouse wearing his traditional Mickey Mouse tuxedo and just uh, or whatever garb he usually wears and everything. You know, okay, that's fine. I have. Pluto wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Pluto doesn't usually wear a Hawaiian shirt. You know? Because if he was in Hawaii... He's at the Polynesian, that's why. Yeah, I don't Yeah, but... Gosh. No, I, I, I want Mickey just the way Mickey's supposed to be and stuff like that. It's just... It just mm. So, Dave, so yeah. Dave, if you ever went to Alani It's like a day, skinny Santa Claus. No, no, listen, Dave, if you ever went to Alani one day, you wouldn't want to see Mickey Mouse with, like, his Hawaiian shirt on and the lay around his neck? No, I'd you rather want... see Mickey Mouse as Mickey Mouse. Wow. I can't. What about happen. Animal Kingdom or Epcot? When he's wearing different garb there? Or for his 90th birthday? Well, I had a... You know, he had a different suit on there as well? Yeah, and you, yeah, and you know what? I chose not to get a picture with him then. So, you don't, so, Dave, you don't even like Mickey when, during our run Disney races, when he's dressed up in his track suit? Nope. And all that stuff, he's really... Oh, my God. Dude. I don't wow. do... <laughs> If he's at the if he's at the finish line, yes, I will I will get a picture of me high fiving Mickey and stuff like that. Okay, but... so you're just you just talked about homogenized breakfast, and you're, now you're talking about homogenizing Mickey's outfits well, to one. That's that's different. It's, I don't have to eat his outfits. I don't have to eat his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just turned very very dark dark places. Wow, I, I can't. I just I can't. Stephen, I'm going to you. Boat rides, baby. Slapshot to you, Stephen. Small World or the Three Caballeros in Mexico? I would say the Three Caballeros, but I do prefer El Riverdale Tiempo. Uh, I think that was a better set of fix for there rather than having Donald in it. But in saying that, with the rumors kicking about that it's going to now turn into a Coco ride, I think that could maybe fit in as well. Uh, I think uh, seeing the, the Coco. Uh, it's a musical puppeteering outside of the Mexico Pavilion. The last time, I think that was really good. And I think the music would fit in perfectly there. Uh, I know, obviously, Dave's done uh, Small World till it's come out he's the back of his head. <laughs> but uh, that's good as well. But I, I do think that the Mexico Pavilion just takes over in this one. I, I, I don't... I don't disagree with you in any way, shape, or form. 100% correct on that one. Hey, Joe, I'm looking. You know, it's funny because I'm looking at our Skype pictures, and I see you standing next to, you know, your picture. You have, like, your next to the poly sign and all that kind of stuff. So this one's going to go to you. Slap shot to you, Joe. The two originals, Polynesian or Contemporary? Oh, that's a tough one. First of all, I just want to lighten up the mood here. Literally about two minutes ago, my, my wife walked in and just gave me a hot plate of fresh chocolate chip cookies. Ah, oh, I see. That's Absolutely. Fantastic. I just want to say, I have three freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. So shout out to my wife for she walking that fantastic. in. Fantastic. Yes. That is so, awesome. So back to your slap shot, contemporary Polynesian. That is probably one of the hardest questions you'd probably have to ask me. There are things I love about both resorts. I have a affinity for the contemporary. 
I love the Grand Canyon Concourse. I love like that 70s, 80s, like modern slash Southwest futuristic motif. I mean, uh, I, I love the monorail passing through the concourse, but I will say there's nothing better than walking around the Polynesian at night with the torches on, the music. Yes. I mean, I've been on record on this show saying I love a contemporary, I love a contemporary, I love a contemporary, and I do love a contemporary, I do. But there's a couple of recent trips that my wife and I took where we stayed DVC at the Polynesian. I know, Pat, that's one of your home resorts. Yep. Uh, but we just, I love the music. We It was just so relaxing. And we've been to Alani, we've been to Hawaii. We've seen the real thing, but we still love the Polynesian. So. I go back and forth, but I will say honestly, the the Polynesian. I might swing back to the Polynesian. I mean, I think because I just I could walk around that resort all night with the torches on and the music, and just have a beer and just watch, you know, Cinderella's Castle across the, you know, the Seven Seas Lagoon, and listen to the boats zooming back and forth, and and just sitting on the shores watching the uh, electrical water pageant. I mean, that's like. Uh, like I said, I've gone back and forth, but I think I'm just swing back towards the Polynesian, man. There's just so many more pros. The only negative, Pat, about the Polynesian, I will say this, is that it's such a popular resort. And the Contemporary is, is popular, too, but it's so much more crowded than the Contemporary. Like, everybody at Ohana, like, the lobby, it's, just, it's crowded. Tambu Lounge, the Dole Whips, it's just, there's a lot going on. And it's hard to find a little peace and quiet. That's why I have to wait till Ohana closes. But once it closes and it calms down, it's an amazing resort at night. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love that you said that. And you're absolutely right. I think the poly can be somewhat, you know, you can, it can get a little crowded from time to time. I see what you're saying. But like when you get those moments when, when you are, you're walking through at night and the torches are lit and the music or you're in um, the great ceremonial house and it's just, just kind of you and not a lot of people. It, it's the perfect resort. I love it, love, love it. And I think that's a really good way to put it. And I still can am I hungry now. No, it's not wasn't your slap shot. You're cranky. Say um, but I wasn't done yet. So <laughs> you know, care. and I, 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 I uh, well, fine. But I really, but I really, really want to commend your wife on the chocolate chip cookies because now. Oh I yes, it was absolutely amazing. So <laughs> I just I had, that has never happened before. I was like, I gotta talk about this real quick. It's awesome, Dave. What's up? Well, first off, shout out to Jen for the cookies. That is awesome. She's a keeper. And two, Thanks, gentlemen, I am in total agreement with you about how Zen the Polly can be at night. I love it. I've been doing wow. post Ohana closure. Would have put that I actually, well, when I was able to, I actually would, I would elect to do a lot of my uh, run night runs after uh, my long day and everything. I would just go over to the poly and just just run on property, and it was just, just I guess even the flowers that they use, they use a lot of Polynesian flowers that they decorate with and everything. They kind of open up at night, and you would get this real—you get this really nice scent of, and it's—it's it's just so relaxing around there. So I am in total agreement, believe it or not, with you guys. Well, don't you wish though, if you could turn back the clocks, because I want to elaborate a little bit more on this, because I know how much Pat loves the Polly too. Steven, oh, I'm not sure. Poly all night long. I'm not Absolutely. sure where. <laughs> I'm not sure where Stevenson's on this, but I wish we could turn back the clocks and space out the Polly more from the TTC. Because that's its only real. It's it's. I mean, it's it's positive as you could walk to the monorail at Epcot. That's a that's a fantastic option. But if it was spaced a little bit further away from the TTC, I think it would be even better. Because it's so close to it. It's just like, oh, I wish it wasn't so. You know, because yeah, you know, what I'm saying like it's right there. 
Yeah, I could definitely see that, especially the DVC side now that, that they made those three buildings closest to uh, the DTC, the DVC side. And that's the thing, you know, the boats start in the morning and all that kind of stuff. And you could hear, you know, you could hear and see them bright and early. But yeah, I do love walking to the TTC to go get the monorail over to Epcot. So that is definitely a plus. But yeah, you're 100% right up with that. I will give you that. I don't knock the poly. And this isn't really a knock. But yeah, I can see that that is something that is a little bit, you know, I would I would like to have seen that space out a little more. That's a good call. All right, Dave, slap shot over to you talking about the poly. And we're going to go Trader Sam's or over to Wilderness Lodge in Geyser Point, where we did our live episode a few years ago, just saying. So nostalgic reasons, we were together. I'm just saying Geyser Point. But Trader Sam's is cool, too. So which one would you pick? No doubt, Trader Sam's. Yeah, I knew it. You, whatever. No nostalgia for you. We were together. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually, I do have some great memories of you guys at Geyser Point and everything. And... I have been a couple times, and honestly, I do get I I do get the feels when I think of you guys there. So, with that said, um, it's also with, with that said, but it doesn't count. I'm still going Trader Sam's. Is basically well, what I was about to say. Okay, no, sorry. Well, there's a reason for this, Pat. Trader Sam's is inside an air conditioning, and there's no mosquitoes. Yeah, it's the mosquitoes. You're right. It's That's the a, only thing mm. that I, I I love you people and everything, and I'll con- and I'll continue to have my weekly little um, escape with you gentlemen in that way. But if I could do it free of mosquito bites, I'm gonna do that. And I get to go. And I get to go to the poly. Yeah, but win win. Trader Sam's it takes forever to get in. That's, That's the like only, the one bad thing. That's the only it, problem. But I mean, thank God they kick people out. Of, they kick the kids out at eight o'clock. But just like, there's nothing worse than being like, "Oh, there's a wait list," and you see like six-year-olds like sitting here, just like, "Oh my God!" It's like you're not even paying customers. I, like, that's like get out of the yeah. bar. That's the thing. I, I haven't I haven't been in it for a while because anytime I did have been trying to go before all of this nonsense happened, um, you would always have that long wait. But I will say that out on the patio. You don't get that mosquito problem if you actually just have your drinks at the patio and you kind of just listen to the uke uh, player cool. playing his uke and all that. It just kind of, you know, you get to watch, you, you can watch the fireworks, you can listen to the boats, and you don't get eaten alive because you're on the man-made Seven Seas Lagoon. You're not on Bay Lake and you're not in the middle of a spawning ground. Well, yeah, I can't. I can't really argue with any of that. So I, I love them both. So you know, I'll go either way. I love again, them both the, too. The mos- but the mosquitoes, you're you're absolutely right, Stephen. Slap shots you, Big Thunder Mountain, or Everest. Yeah, I go with Everest. I think that Big Thunder Mountain is one of these most rickety roller coasters you can actually find. Everest is is one of my favourite rides. Uh, Disney, it really is. I mean, that initial draw uh, that just takes you up the top of the mountain and you come to the end where the, the tracks are buckled and you're just standing or sitting there with the, the mountain and the snow and you don't know what's going to happen next and you just hear the birds that are going, oh, the eagles going, rah, rah. <laughs> and you look across and you can see right, right across Disney World, you know, property. Just before you go flying backwards, it really is. It's an iconic ride. It, it is probably out with of a bit controversial. 
Out with a splash. It's probably my favourite roller coaster uh, on Disney property. But nice. I would definitely go with that. I don't like I don't like Big Thunder. I go on it, but I just think that it's an overrated you know, oh. rickety ride oh. that you come off with uh, back oh, pains oh. and neck pains and right. one one you're just telling everybody you're old. Two yep. <laughs> two overrated. Wow, God, that's gonna go well with with something later. But anywho, Stephen, let me ask you this: uh, an addendum to the slap shot to you, Everest, daytime or nighttime? Which one do you like better? Uh, I've never done it late at night. Uh, so then daytime, obviously. Ah, I mean, so it will be daytime. <laughs> uh, the last couple of times we've went uh, out with of the, the the last twice, it's always been like a a six o'clock finish. You know, at, at Animal Kingdom, the last couple of times we we could have gone later, but we were doing Rivers of Light or we were doing Pandora, so we never actually made it across to uh, Everest to do it at night. But it, it would be it would be good to try and do that. And again, it's light till when, you know. I mean, when we were going, it's like no, the middle of summer. But the last time it was it was May we were there, so it was light till very bit. Yeah. It was after nine o'clock anyway, just before you know, Rivers of Light actually kicks in with the, the darkness. But uh, no, I mean, it'd be good to do it at night. I love it. I, you know, here's the thing both rides, in my opinion, Big Thunder and or Everest are better at night. So, slap shot to you, Joe. Here we go. Yep. Mr. D, Mr. DVC going back to resorts, beach club, or boardwalk. Oh, but a boardwalk without a doubt. Really, without uh, yes. a doubt, like this—that was quick. That wasn't yeah, like a it's contemporary in Polly. Wow. It's not even. It's not even. Now, obviously, the pool at Beach Club is great. Now, I was saying Beach Club proper. Beach Club also has the quiet pool in the back. I've stayed at Beach Club twice uh, with a friend of mine uh, as his guest. He had a two a two bedroom and we crashed there. Uh, Jen and I have stayed at the boardwalk. We love the theming better at the boardwalk. We like the. Okay, we like the pool atmosphere better at the boardwalk, even though it doesn't have the sandy bottom and like the, the you know, the crazy, um, you know, water slide. I like the clown slide, even though it's a little freaky, like the actual slide itself is pretty good. Um, I like that it's closer to walk to um, uh, the studios if we decided to walk. Uh, and we just, we love just the outdoor, you know, boardwalk feel. Uh, I love like the lobby area. It's just one of those things. I mean, I love the theming because it's like, you know, Atlantic City, Jersey Shore kind of deal from back in the day. And we just, we've had, I mean, we've had so many good experiences there as well. And I feel, again, you're also getting that short walk to Epcot as well, even though it's a little bit closer being at the beach club for the amount of points you're going to be spending to stay at the boardwalk rather than beach club. That's also a plus as well. So yeah, if we were to, um, you know, have, you know, put a gun in my head, say what you just did, uh, boardwalk without a doubt. Like it's not even hands down. Like that's, it's not even thought. Wow. That, that's I, crazy. I actually think beach club to me, and I'm sure people would be like, dude, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, whatever. But to me, beach club <laughs> is like, it's almost like the seven dwarfs mind train or like the BR guest of like resorts. Wow. It's, it's so, it's to me, it's so oh, overrated. Like, See, it's, I would it's, say it's that for yacht club rather than beach club. Well, no, nobody goes to the yacht club. Exactly. I mean, that's the but it's like it's just the Peach Club is is I don't know I think, like, I think it's a little overrated, I really do. All right, that's fine. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk away from this and like just, just <laughs> I, can't, I can't I can't even. All right, last round, Dave. Here we go. Ready? Slap shot to you. Icons, Tree of Life or Spaceship Earth? Spaceship Earth. Just Elaborate. for just 
just for the history of it, you know, it's been around longer. When people think of Epcot, they think of the golf ball, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, I hate when people call it the golf ball, but for better or worse, that's what people call it. It's just, you know, you talk about, you know, oh, those rides at Disney. Oh, did you go on the golf ball? You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I will uh, cringe and I'll say, okay, yeah, no, Spaceship Earth, but yes, but. You know, it has a very good story to it, and it's just one of the, you know, and, you know, the Tree of Life is pretty, but you know what? There's a thing about the Tree of Life. It's made, it's a, it goes against everything that that park stands for. It's made, it's made from an oil rig. So what are you trying to say? Well, oil's bad? Yes. Yeah, but rather just. I guess. I, yeah, I guess <laughs> Jeff will love me for that one. Hey, hey, hey Dave, I, I have to I have to throw this two cents. One of my favorite things is, don't you love it when you know you get people who aren't frequent visitors and they're like, "We're going to Disney World on Monday. We're going to Epcot on Tuesday." That's yeah. my favorite. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite now. My favorite that I used to get all the time is, "Aren't you going? Aren't you afraid to go to Disney World? They have alligators there." I'm like, oh no, it's safe now. Every time they swim by, Disney rounded them all up and they retrofit them with the vice now, the vices now. So as they swim closer to the shore, you hear uh, "Never smile by, never smile at a crocodile playing." So that one, one swims by and you hear, it's really entertaining. And people look at me like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Those theme park people, they're always thinking. They're so innovative. They're real good with that stuff. They are, yeah. they're, fan, they're fantastic. You hear the oh, tech talk? Uh, that'd be fantastic. Oh, my God. I can't. Hey, Steven, slap shot to you. Last one in this round. Uh, Soren or Flight of Passage? Right. Okay. <laughs> you really are throwing them, aren't you? Uh, I would still say Soren. Wow. I know. I do love Flight of Passage, and it's such a great ride. And it's what they've done over there in Pandora is, is fantastic. And the queues obviously go along with that. But Soren, I probably prefer Soren over California rather than Soren across the world. Uh, but I mean, the, the smells, the, the way that you actually lift up, as long as you're in the middle carriage. Uh, it's it's so great. It actually feels as if you are actually flying, you know, in a, a hang glider. The smells coming through, the uh, the effects of flying in from one scene to another. Uh, it's just great. It really is. It's, it's, it's probably between that and Mission Space, and I know that's quite probably controversial as well, but. Between that and Mission Space it is probably the best thing in uh, Epcot. Love it. Uh, no, fro no, no love for Frozen. Whatever. If I, right, am Joe. I the only person on Soren now that when, when I ride Soren I yell out Sivako? Yes, you're that guy. Yeah, yes, yes, you are. You are him. Look, I'm the person that goes to Frozen, and obviously with Maelstrom before, but the Frozen the first time I went there, I thought. I'm not into this. This is it's an absolute travesty, travesty that they get rid of Maelstrom, and you get through to the bit with Elsa in it, and the tears were chipping me. Honestly, the tears were running down my face. I just thought it was 
to turn from Maelstrom into Frozen Ride is just it was fantastic what they did you know and it just pulled me left right and centre just the tears were running down my face but I know it's nothing to do with sword and a horror or fight a passage but I think just to get it out there I, 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 I'm, I'm in, I love the answer I love everything you just said about Frozen because I'm one of those guys that you know might be unpopular. I don't know, but you know I'm a big Frozen fan with the ride. So over Maelstrom. Anyway, I said it. There it is. It's I just threw the gauntlet. Down. I've never made it. a secret of I prefer Frozen over Maelstrom. Maelstrom. There you go. Stupid. It had no storyline. <laughs> You're both wrong. And uh, <laughs> since Pat's hosting, I can't say anything else. So yes. Wrong. All right, Joe. Last slap shot for the evening: Mickey Pretzel or popcorn? Oh, I would say popcorn. Um, just because it's one of those things where, you know, you walk into the Magic Kingdom and you just get that giant whiff of popcorn. I think we did. We discussed this on one of our last shows I was on with, with, with our food, with our snacks, um, eating popcorn in the Magic Kingdom. There's certain places that it just tastes better. It's something I don't usually eat at home. The popcorn at Epcot. Love it. I love the different flavors. Uh, that was actually one of Dave's spots on the last yep. show that I was on where uh, he picked the, you know, hopefully that will return. Uh, when all this comes back, uh, when the parks reopen, that, that stand is open. Um, I mean, the Mickey pretzel is great, but it's, you know, to me, a pretzel is something you have a ball game. That's something where sitting down watching the Mets or, or whatever, like I'm at a baseball game, that's where I'll have the pretzel. Popcorn, that's something I will snack on while I'm in Disney. So, yeah, popcorn all the way. Nice. All right. So it's kind of funny. This last part of the show, guys, you know, the whole idea of this slap shot was my idea was – just, you know, bring it back to, you know, the world's a little crazy right now. Just have some Disney fun conversation. And that and, and and that's what came out of this episode. And I love the fact that, you know, it was kind of just natural and kind of just went with it. And, and, and one of the themes that kept coming out was this unpopular opinion kind of like theme. And I thought that was kind of crazy because this last part of the show is going to be you need to give me one of your unpopular opinions in Disney World, Epcot, Cruise line, wherever you want, anything Disney related. I want, I want you to give me an unpopular opinion. And since I sprung the show, you know, theme on you with Slapshot, there was no way to prep for this. So I'm going to give you time to prep or think because I'm going to give you mine first, and then I will go around. I will go Dave, Stephen, and then Joe, and then you can give me your unpopular opinion. So my unpopular opinion is this: I really, truly believe that if you're going to Disney for five to seven days, you may just have a better vacation doing resorts, pool, Disney Springs, than actually going into the madness of the parks. I've done it. I've done it before. I've done a five-day trip, and I went into the parks once, and my kids still to this day, and I've said this before, we, I have four kids. My kids still to this day say that's their favorite trip, and they, I ask them why all the time, and they tell me it's because we didn't have to get up bright and early. We didn't have to you know, go, 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 go from you know morning till night getting fast passes, being on time. Uh, Disney is great and it can be crazy at times. And, you know, it's it's where you need to, you know, be here at a certain time and you walk, you know, your 10 to 12 miles on your Fitbit. You see if you have 27,000 steps, but sometimes literally, and this I, I know for people that don't go very often, this is not necessarily for them. But for those of us that go often enough, I say definitely take a trip where you're really either going to go in the park only one day or don't go at all, go explore the pool, go explore the different resorts, go to Disney Springs, 
and really just relax. And I think that you can get something out of the trip. I know people say all the time, you're going to Disney again. I say, well, you guys go to the, like we were saying before, Joe, the Jersey Shore all the time. People do that all the time and they relax at the beach. I really think there is a relaxation portion of Disney World that you can have if you decide to. So that's my unpopular opinion. Dave, give me an unpopular opinion. Okay. Here's an interesting one. Voyage of the Little Mermaid is the embodiment of Walt Disney World and everything that it stands for. <laughs> you have to explain that. Okay. Just, just, just keep going. All right, perfect. Well, first off, it's you have your whimsy of you know you have at the beginning with Under the Sea. It's done with it's done with puppetry. You know, puppet shows. You know, that's one of the first things. That that's something of childhood right there. So that kind of pulls you in the whole childhoodness to it. You have a beautiful princess. You have a story being told in real time. You have live entertainment, live singing, you know, some amazing iconic songs. Disney is known for some of its iconic songs. You have a large, literally in this case, a larger than life villain that kind of just takes the stage and kind of that has a commanding presence in that show because she's just she takes up half the stage when she comes when she comes out on it. You know, it has um, it has special effects that uh, kind of just you know it has those cheesy special effects of that kind of just go with like you know theatrics. You know, you have your lasers, you have your fog, you have a water screen, you have all, you have all of that going on. It tells a story with a happily ever after. Everything about a lot of people will say okay it's old it's outdated and everything but it it kind of ticks all of the boxes of what disney has to offer aside from just aside from an actual ride experience in terms of in terms of its uh, attractions it kind of hits the whole package it's like a foreshadowing of what you can what, what you can do at the rest of the resort in some way, shape, or form. I think the way you just put it, and to all our friends and listeners out there right now, I think you may have just turned some people and may, like maybe look at it a little bit differently and say, hey, I may have to go do that and look at it. If you look at it from that perspective, Dave, I actually, you're pretty spot on. Well, thank you. I actually, I, I think that's actually, a, I wouldn't, when you first said it, I was like, no, what are you talking about? It's actually a really good way to look at it. I was going to start it with saying that uh, I don't have an unpopular opinion because I'm always right and I really don't care what people think just to bust your chops. But then that one came <laughs> that, to that's me. That's an unpopular yeah, opinion. That one came to me and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to run with this because this actually can have some merit. But good question I, I, because that was that was, I enjoyed that brain exercise. I'm glad I was able to help you with that one. Steven, give me an unpopular opinion. Yeah, well, I ran with the one earlier on. With Big Thunder, uh, just been a rickety over, overrated ride. Oh, but, you can't, you can't keep calling it overrated. <laughs> it's just horrendous. Wait, we Sorry, have to give, we on. have to give this to him. He it is uh, two in the two in the morning for him now. So two thirteen p.m. <laughs> a.m. So you that's know, true. He's just crazy. He has he no idea. What a, he got out of bed to do this. So let's <laughs> let's sleep, give it to sleep deprived. Uh, but I'm going to go the same sort of avenue as Dave. Uh, I mean, I think that Finding Nemo, the musical, is probably the best show on property. 
And I know a lot of people will say it's a Lion King, but I just feel as if the, the way that Nemo throws people at, at you, you know, and they're running about with the animals and the, the fish and everything, you know, around about the stage, you just forget about them within the first couple of minutes. You know, you can see, all you, all you see is the fish on the stage, the music's fantastic. You know, bear in mind, Nemo never had any any music attached to it at all in the film. So to come up with all these different songs to actually portray this this story, uh, I find Nemo on a, a, a stage for, I mean, it lasts for about half an hour. You know, don't get me wrong, it says that the seating in the auditorium is probably the most uncomfortable there, apart from Rivers of Light. But the, the show... The music, the 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 vastness of it, you know. I mean, it's. I just love it. I just think that being the best show on property. It's amazing that they do uh, those shows like five times a day. Awesome. Yeah, that just makes us like wow. I've seen one in Disneyland Paris, but it was cinema cinemagique. I loved that. Where it was the same sort of idea. But it was like the, they're all dressed in black, and you can't see them on the stage because and they're running about and there's all these different characters and it's like neon. That's actually uh, Anamajik you're talking about. Cinemajik was yeah. Up, yeah. Uh, but sorry. they both were amazing. Uh, I mean, but I still think that Nemo, the way that they've actually turned that around with the music, with the characters, with the actors on the stage, you know. I mean, these these animals are huge that they're carrying about. I mean, they're just holding them in poles, but you just, you zone out within about a couple of minutes of actually seeing it on the stage. You know, you don't actually realise the characters are there. I, you know, here's the thing. I, I don't know. I could see how you could say it's an unpopular opinion, you know, because I do think if you really... If you if you put a poll out there, you know, and you got enough people, I think Lion King would win, and I probably think Lion King would probably win by a hefty margin. But I don't disagree with you. I do think Nemo is a better show. If they had better seats, it'd be even better. <laughs> That's for certain. All right, Joe, give me your Disney unpopular opinion. All right, Pat. So you know, the ground ball would have been, and my first choice would have been to talk about Star Wars. And everybody knows I'm on record saying I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars, but that'd be too easy. And something came up recently with my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. And after we started talking, listening to the other guy's answers here, I thought, oh, that'd be something really good to talk about. Because I kind of got into a little bit of an argument with her. So instead of me talking about Star Wars and how I'm really not a huge fan of it, I'm going to go with something different. I'm going to say that I think that dessert parties are extremely overrated and a waste of time. And there are a lot of people out there that feel that the dessert parties are fantastic, the food, the viewing locations. In my opinion, first of all, you're going to pay $75 and up to like watch a fireworks show that you've seen. Or If you're a diehard Disney fan and you're listening to this podcast, you've seen every nighttime spectacular multiple times already. Number two is you're going to eat mass-produced desserts. And there's going to be cupcakes and a few other things. Maybe some of the dessert parties have drinks. Maybe some of them don't. They will be open maybe for an hour or two possibly. But really, are you going to want to be sitting in Tomorrowland Terrace for two hours, eating cupcakes, waiting for the, the you know waiting for the fireworks show to start? No, you're not going to want to. Do it. You're going to be wanting the parks, enjoying the parks for what it's worth. To pay all that money 
it's just it's just not worth it. I mean, it's just it's it's a waste of time, and it's not worth it. Now, if that's your thing, that's fine. You know, if, if it's a once a lifetime, you know, opportunity, or you want to have a prime viewing location because you want to take video or or pictures, whatever, that's fine. But to me, I got in an argument with my sister-in-law about it. She's like, no, no, it's great, it's great. I said, listen, you could take that. $200 you spend on your family to eat cupcakes and watch, you know, happily ever after and go do something else with it. I mean, that, that could be another two nights at a value resort. Seriously. So to me, <laughs> dessert parties are very overrated and a waste of time and money. Joe, I totally agree yeah. with you. I did, yeah, I agree as well. I did one of Scopa's parties uh, for uh, the illuminations after one of the, after one of the races with Mickey Milers. And the way the wind was blowing the entire time, we got all the soot from all of the shells blowing <laughs> into the desserts. And we were covered in ash at the end. And, and speaking of desserts, I mean, how, how much dessert really can you eat? Seriously. I mean, I just, I just had three freshly baked chocolate chip cookies and I'm full. And they weren't even Mark, that big. So I mean, like, was, I'll be dead to boy. She's dessert party at Magic Kingdom. A few years back, and it was good. You know, you you get a good viewing point. You see Tinkerbell coming across the top of you, really, really good. But we went up for one trip to the dessert place, and we brought everything back. We was eating it, it's great. You know, but we a we drink of your your fresh orange and stuff like that. You get back up, but they don't replenish it. You know, that's it. Once once I've put it out. If unless you're there straight away and you're you're filling your plate, you'll be lucky if you get a second plate out of that. And for seventy odd dollars, I'm afraid that it's just not good enough. Nah, it's but you know, like I said, this is the unpopular opinion segment. There's people out there who are swear by the parties, and that's great. You know, listen, it, there's you know, I like to play golf in Disney. A lot of people think that's a waste of time. Everybody has Disney offers so many things for everybody that there's something for everybody. And not everybody has to like everything at Disney. So if that's your thing, that's great. But having this conversation within the last week, believe it or not, Pat, like it just dawned on me as we were discussing this, I was like, I'm going to talk about that. That is actually, I think, more interesting than me just saying, yeah, I know I'm tired of Star Wars, yada, yada, yada. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. The, fro- I, I... the Frozen one, you get a, a ride on Frozen. And I tell you, if you've got kids and you can't get a, a fast pass for Frozen during the day, it could be an option for you to do the dessert party at Epcot so that you're guaranteed a ride. But yeah. again, would you pay $70 odd just for a ride in Soden? Mm. Yeah. Depends how much yeah. you want to get bitten by your kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. My my sister, and it's good, my sister, and we'll end it on this, my sister swears by like the dessert parties and getting in early and all that kind of stuff. And that, you know, she she loves it and, and, and all that stuff. And I had the same conversation with her. We did the Star Wars dessert party um and you know and that was it like it was great to you know like just kind of like a one-time thing i would never i would never do it again like i you're right you're absolutely right for the money that we spent you know uh for my family to go do that you know for what we got out of it i you know i don't i don't think it's 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 worth it at all you know but again what's up the only way i would do it is if i'm running low on mickey bars (laughs) <laughs> because I have literally gone during some of those events where they actually give you like the f- ice cream novelties. I have gone 
with ice in a bag and just like I, I bought cooler bags okay. and I just kept going okay, so back and forth and just filling my bag with Mickey bars and just and then Dave, okay. what do you what, leave, what do you like, travel to the parks with? Like, You've got paper plates, paper plates, yeah, exactly, bags with ice. I mean, like, dude, and a flask. I planned this. You've you've seen uh, the you've seen the book bag I take to Universal. Dave's got like Tupperware in his yeah. bag, like. Oh golly! I got napkins. They've stopped and... folk taking ice with them into I've the park because of Dave Joffrey's. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can't My, even. I'm, All right. I'm like Mary Poppins. I'm practically perfect in any every way, and just you know, I have a lot of stuff in my bag. <laughs> yes, yes, you do, Dave. All right. Speaking of Mary Poppins, Dave. <laughs> Where can everybody find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Figments Reality and Twitter at Figments Reality, even though I really don't check it. Steven. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram at SJM Disney. Joe. Twitter, Instagram, Joe Qua, also at the resortloop.com DVC Roundtable Show. And you could find me on Twitter at Daily Walt Disney. You can find all of us on Twitter and the social media at the Mickey Dudes. Just look us up. We are there. And I would love it. We would love it if you would talk to us through social media. Let us know. Give us a slap shot. We'll answer it. And we'll go from there. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We're thinking about Disney. Let us be your Disney fix each week. Have a good day, everybody. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.